and that lets you save look here true form life green look on Welcome to Exploring Mind and Body with Drew Tadia. Drew is an expert in nutrition, fitness, lifestyle, and more. And he wants to help you live a healthier, longer, and more active life. Now here's your host, Drew Tadia. Welcome to another edition of Nationally Syndicated Exploring Mind and Body. As you just heard, I will be your host today, Drew Tadia. Thank you so much for being here, for tuning in, being a part of our True Form Life community. Whether you're listening across the country on terrestrial radio or as a podcast around the world, we certainly wouldn't be here without you. Now, today I have a special guest coming on, Steph, Dr. Stephanie Gray, and she is mainly going to focus on anti-aging. Now, we don't love the title or that idea of anti-aging. We both feel, I say, when I say both, we, I say Stephanie and I, both feel that that word in particular isn't a great descriptive word for what we're talking about. I think both of us are on the same page with prevention and finding different ways to prevent. But again, we both feel that just because you're getting older doesn't mean we have to accept certain things in our lives, like memory loss, for example, like being less mobile, like being less active. So again, we're talking about why we can continue to do things as we get older. Now, we're also talking about Stephanie's book called Your Longevity Blueprint. So there's a lot of different takeaways here. Stephanie comes from a conventional type of background with nursing and doctorates, but she's going to explain why she kind of took this different approach in a more holistic manner. And the things that you can do to kind of prevent aging, everything from memory, from improving your memory, and osteoporosis, and another other a number of other things. So sit back and enjoy. We got all that coming up on... This is Exploring Mind and Body. Naturally improve your lifestyle one show at a time with your host, Drew Tadia. All right, welcome to another edition of Exploring Mind and Body. You heard all about Dr. Stephanie Gray in the introduction. So without further ado, welcome to the show, Dr. Gray. Well, good morning. Thank you for having me on. It's our pleasure. So today we're going to be talking about a number of things, particularly your book called Your Longevity Blueprint. Now, Stephanie, before we get into too many details, I would like to give our audience a chance to learn more about you. So maybe you could take a step back and let me know or let us know where you began and how you started this journey as to where you are now. Sure. So I was born and raised in the Midwest, and I went to University of Iowa to become a nurse. I continued on and eventually achieved my master's and my doctorate in nursing. And then I also completed an advanced fellowship in anti-aging, regenerative, and functional medicine, which are big words, but essentially I used that knowledge to start a functional medicine practice in eastern Iowa. I also finished a master's in metabolic nutritional medicine. I really wanted to be different and bridge the gap between conventional medicine and more natural medicine and just offer patients really exploring the root cause of their health. So that's what I do. That sounds like a whole lot of schooling. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of student loans. (laughs) How long did you go to school for or how long are you going to school for? Um, I'm proud to say I'm done with school. My husband's like, no more. more." (laughs) Not enough. (laughs) I think it was about 12 years. Okay. And well worth it. Well worth it. (laughs) So 12 years. And now are you starting your own business? Are you working at a hospital? How does that work for where you're at right now? Yeah, so my husband is our office manager, and we own the Integrative Health and Hormone Clinic in Hiawatha, Iowa. So I've been in private practice nearly from the beginning. Wow, so you've been going to school and practicing at the same time? 
Correct. Yep. That's pretty cool. So you got to implement what you're learning right away. Absolutely. Right away. Oh, that's pretty cool. Okay. So when you say you want to take, I love that. I love this topic and this interview right here because we're not exactly a conventional medicine type of show. Not that, that we have an issue with that. We just feel like sometimes the holistic approach or less than conventional could not only prevent, but offer different types of treatment. You mentioned that earlier. Why would you say that you took a, a, a different type of approach? Well, I would say part of my upbringing <laughs> encouraged me to go that route. You know, I almost became a chiropractor, and I love chiropractors. Some of them are my best friends. <laughs> We'd love to have one at our clinic one day. But I felt like in order to really bridge the gap, I needed to still have prescriptive privileges. I needed to be able to know how to take patients off drugs. And so without pursuing some conventional education, I wouldn't really have that knowledge to be able to to wean patients off medications. And so I really went down this path because I was raised in a family that grew up, you know, I would say my parents, they weren't hippies, but they had wheatgrass juice <laughs> on the counter. <laughs> and we took our vitamins and we were engaged in physical activity. And they were self-employed just like I am. And so they wanted to keep us as healthy as possible because we didn't have, you know, we had a $12,000 deductible. So <laughs> they didn't want to take us to the doctor. We needed to, we needed to really learn how to take care of our health. And that just translated with me growing up, becoming adult, also wanting to do the same thing for my family to keep us healthy. And so I wanted to, I wanted to have the conventional knowledge, but also be able to, you know, learn how to not just only prescribe drugs, but prevent the need for the high blood pressure medication or the steroid for the psoriasis or, or whatnot. What did your parents do? They actually have an industrial supply <laughs> business, so it wasn't related to health at all. But <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I was wondering if that's why you went into the same field, but not even close. <laughs> not even close, but good question. Great question. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So now you said, I really liked how you said you want, you want to have the ability to properly wean clients or customers or how would you call them? Do you still call them patients? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You want to move your patients from medication to off medication. Now, I think sometimes we stop kind of cold turkey all of a sudden, or we're not really sure what to go once we're tired, maybe tired of the side effects from medication. How do you get someone from that's continually on medication or has been for years off medication? Very good question, and I could probably answer that over the course of an hour, but generally speaking, the root cause of many diseases really boils down to inflammation, which comes oftentimes from the foods that we're eating. And so where I start all of my patients is really examining what they're eating. You know, what is their diet like? Do they have food sensitivities that need to be removed from the diet? So for instance, you know, if a patient is on, let's just say medication for their migraines, you know, they may come to me desperate and just saying, I want to get off this migraine medication, but I'm not going to wean them off the medication until they're getting better. So for instance, if we have to take them off gluten or dairy or whatever their triggers are for those migraines, I want them definitely headache free and having made the lifestyle changes first and then we'll slowly back off on the medication. Same would be true for reflux medication. If we can get at the root cause of the reflux by having them change their diet, we're going to slowly wean down on that reflux medication or they could have rebound reflux, meaning their heartburn can come back uh, very severely. So with, for instance, with a reflux medication, I may have a patient cut back from taking the medication seven days per week to only six days per week for a week, and then five days per week for a week, and then four days. So we're going to move very slowly with patients so that they can monitor if any symptoms are returning. But the weaning process, although patients are very motivated and ready to 
they get off medications, that comes at the end. You know, that comes after the lifestyle changes so, so that we can ensure the success of weaning off the medication. Yeah, I love that because because it all has to do with lifestyle. And if you're not living for me, I feel like and again, I'm not against medication. I feel like sometimes it's used as a band-aid as opposed to actually improving health. So if we use that medication or we slowly transition it as we change our lifestyle, then we can change our whole life instead of just one one symptom. Absolutely. And many patients, they get discouraged because, you know, they want to get off the medication. But while they're on the medication, there are still things we can be doing to improve their quality of life. For instance, even knowing that medications cause nutritional deficiencies, well, while the patient is on the medication, we can we can actually run a test, a comprehensive nutritional analysis to see what they're low on. And in the meantime, supplement them with those nutrients to minimize some of the side effects as well. Now, one of the things that you specialize in is anti-aging. I'm, I'm interested in this. What, what does that mean? Or, or maybe you could explain that in more depth. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know that I really like the word anti-aging. <laughs> but <laughs> because we all are going to age. We're aging. I mean, we start aging in the womb even before we're born. I mean, that's where aging starts. And so I'm not anti-aging. I'm for aging well. And that's part of why I wrote the book, you know, Your Longevity Blueprint, because I want patients to feel like, you know, they have hope that in their years, whether they're getting osteoporosis or, you know, whatever new diagnosis they have, there are still things that we can do for them to help them maintain better quality of life. So I don't really like the word anti-aging. <laughs> so sorry there. to... <laughs> Um, so I more think of it as we should probably say more pro, not anti <laughs> yeah. pro aging. <laughs> I'm on the same page. I think sometimes yeah. we just have to use those words so others understand where we're coming from. Right. We, one thing we do specialize in our clinic uh, is with optimizing hormone levels. We do not give the synthetic hormones, but we do give you know natural hormones, and that's kind of part of that anti-aging industry. And that's a buzzword. That's you know a word that is highly used. So we still use it in our practice, but. To be clear, I'm for aging well. (laughs) (laughs) So let's go back to your book here, your longevity blueprint here. Why did you decide to write this book or what message did you feel that the world needs to hear? Sure. So the answer is really twofold. So partially I had my own health struggles. You know, I, again, I already mentioned I was raised in a healthy family. Gosh, at the age of 30, I thought I was doing well. I, (laughs) and for the most part I was, but I was very stressed out. I had a, I mean, we have a high paced, you know, practice. We see a lot of patients, a lot of responsibility having your own business. And I wasn't exactly in tune with my body as I am now. And I had what, the medical term for uh, tachycardia, which is very fast heart rate. I had a great morning. uh, And then I went to sit at my desk and have lunch and my heart just took off very fast to the races. I ended up in the emergency room. And long story short, there were a lot of things that I needed to change in my life. And it was interesting, because as a functional medicine practitioner, you know, I had, I had the knowledge, but I needed to create some sort of a plan or a blueprint to gain my health back. And at the same time, my husband was saying, man, we offer so much at this clinic here. How can we streamline this process so that patients know we're not just a hormone clinic or just a clinic, you know, to help patients with food sensitivities. We needed to outline the nine steps, really nine different testing options and body systems that we can help patients with. And so out of my desperation, (laughs) I ended up creating a nine step process that I outlined in the book that we now utilize with our patients. 
so uh, nine steps is quite a bit, especially for a short amount, yeah. short show. Yeah. What yeah. is there? I know nine steps are probably important. Is there any couple, one or two that stand out or, or are extra important? Sure. So I will also maybe bring in the blueprint concept. And so part of me creating really this idea was thinking, man, I'm sitting at home with a fast heart rate thinking <laughs> I need to change my furnace filters and I need to, we need to get the lawn mode and I need to get hair out of you know my drain. There are so many things we do on a daily, really daily or quarterly maintenance for our homes. Yet many people don't know what to do for maintenance for their health. And so that maintenance I incorporated into the book. And so what I'm doing with the book is I'm comparing an organ or a body system to a certain section of your home. So when you're asking what the most important pieces are, well, chapter one is chapter one for a reason. <laughs> it's all about the foundation. So I'm comparing the foundation of the home and how important it is that you have a strong foundation upon which to build good health or upon which to build your house. And I'm comparing that to the gut in the body. So maintaining gut health is absolutely most important. Again, back to the root cause of disease, oftentimes being inflammation and that inflammation starting in our gut. Most patients, well, many of them that come to me don't even know what food sensitivities are, don't even know they should be changing their diet. And so, again, chapter one is just extremely important, um, working to build a very strong gastrointestinal foundation for health. So that's chapter one. The GI system of the body I'm comparing to the, the literal, just the foundation of the home. So then chapter two, I build on that. So I talk about the nervous system and your spine and I'm comparing, you know, your essentially that system to the framework of the home. And then I build on that and we talk about genetics and I'm comparing the genetics of your body to the electrical work in the home. And then we just keep building on that, talking about your laundry room <laughs> and comparing that to your liver and um, gallbladder detoxing the body. And then I compare your endocrine system. So really your hormones to the heating and cooling of the home. So I'm just trying to get the audience to kind of realize, oh, there are all these pieces of our home that need to be maintained that are important for us to feel comfortable in our home. And then really think about our body um, because I don't want them to neglect, you know, certain um, organ systems in their body. Maybe for them, cardiovascular disease is their biggest risk based on their family history. So I'm comparing that, keeping your um, your arteries clear, <laughs> comparing that to the plumbing in the home and how important that is. So hopefully these concepts will help patients just realize, oh man, maybe I've been neglecting that system. Maybe that's where I need to focus next. But with all patients, we start with the foundation. We start with gut health. Tell me about memory loss. Is, is that something that comes naturally or is that kind of something, something like eyeglasses as we get older? Do we tend to <laughs> feel like we don't have the mind that we used to have? Is that normal? So, you know, the body, as we age, the body, some degree of, I don't even like the word deterioration, <laughs> happens and as our cells are aging. But there are many things we can do to preserve memory. One being exercise. You know, two, 
for specifically for females, but also for males. Now, a lot of women go through menopause and they forget why they walked in a room. They think, why, why am I here? What am I doing again? <laughs> and that, that memory or that cognitive decline is related to the decline of hormones. And so many times we can improve memory. And I do discuss this in the book in chapter six by improving hormone levels. And there are several ways to do that. Another thing we can focus on is really fixing those nutritional deficiencies. Patients, I mean, for our cells to function well and for us to have great memory, we need to make sure we're not low on nutrients or essential fatty acids. Our brain is made out of fat. So we need to make sure those patients specifically are getting those healthy fats in their diet. So tell me about fatigue here. Fatigue for me, I'm sure it happens as, as we get older, maybe as we age, but I feel like anyone could be in that same category, especially if you don't address exercise, nutrition, or that healthy lifestyle. I mean, if you have a huge meal that's hard to digest and you sit on the couch, maybe you crack a beer or a Diet Coke, <laughs> and you watch TV for the rest of the night, that you're going to be tired and you're going to be sluggish, and that's a lifestyle that needs to be addressed. Yes. I could, without going off on a huge long tangent here, <laughs> I'll tell you kind of how I work my patients up for fatigue. So again, just like you mentioned, obviously I'm going to ask them what they're eating and maybe that beer they're having is loaded with gluten or yeast or sugar, you know, something that they're just crashing after. And so we will recommend patients have food sensitivity testing done. For me, when I have gluten, I feel like I'm intoxicated. I just, my brain is not working and I crash. I get very tired and my heart races. So, you know, for me, gluten is not a good fit, but for another patient, it could be dairy that's dragging them down or making them tired. Another thing that's very common as patients age, as I alluded to earlier, uh, hormone levels decline. And a lot of men, they're put on all these medications, even, you know, statin medications for cholesterol and what they don't realize and their doctor may not be even you know, thinking about is the fact that blocking cholesterol will block hormone production. And so they may end up with low testosterone and now they're tired. And then also looking at nutritional deficiencies. So are they low on vitamin D or B vitamins or antioxidants, things that can, again, help fuel their cells and give them energy. And then lastly, I, I look at patients' toxic load. You know, as you and I are recording this podcast today, we're sitting in front of our computers likely. So we're surrounded by electromagnetic chaos and stress. And that's not healthy. <laughs> that can make us tired as well. And so that's even something that I'm looking into with my patients, trying to minimize the, the toxins, whether they're toxins in the environment, you know, chemicals, whatnot, or even the, the electromagnetic stress that we all are exposed to on a daily basis. So, so this is just an example of, you know, from a fatigue symptom standpoint. So when it comes to hormones, you mentioned hormones a number of times, especially yeah. when it comes to where you're talking about males in particular. That, well, both. In that yeah, but yeah. <laughs> well, okay. Well, I guess men or women, when we're looking at hormones, you said their hormones were low. Is that what you said? Yeah. So the example I just gave was, uh, unfortunately, a lot of men are put on cholesterol-lowering medications. I see that for whatever reason, more commonly than women, as a cause of low hormones. Now, statin medications can cause low hormones in both, you know, men and women. But I think a lot of men end up being over-medicated and then they end up with low testosterone and their doctor doesn't even realize it. And then earlier I was alluding to kind of menopause, um, how <laughs> the lower the estrogen women can have has been highly correlated with increased risk of Alzheimer's or dementia. So estrogen is 
extremely important in women, although progesterone and testosterone are also important. But then in men, testosterone is the most important hormone. So maybe I clarified that a little bit. Yeah, I appreciate it. So what could someone do to increase their their hormones or improve their hormones, maybe men or women? Sure. So it kind of depends on their personal situation. So for instance, if a woman comes to me and she's had a hysterectomy and she doesn't have the organs, you know, to produce the hormones anymore, then we're going to talk about hormone replacement therapy for sure. Natural bioidentical hormones. If a woman um, like my age, who is younger, who has maybe had a lot of stress in their life, ends up with low hormones. Well, the first thing we want to address with them from a lifestyle standpoint is stress modification. Stress is the biggest hormone hijacker. It'll rob women of progesterone and then they end up with, you know, heavy periods and PMS and premenstrual headaches and whatnot. So, you know, not underestimating the importance of deep breathing, yoga, meditation, you know, whatever that individual needs, reducing stress is a great first step. And then unfortunately, I think our generation has been impacted by a lot of toxins. I live in Iowa and we have, I'm surrounded by cornfields. So I have herbicides and pesticides floating around in the air. (laughs) And then we have, you know, all the toxins in our personal care products. We're seeing higher levels of, excuse me, losing my voice there, polycystic ovarian syndrome, endometriosis, infertility, you know, all these endocrine disruptions, I think from the chemicals, the toxin exposure. And so what we do with our patients is we educate them on how to remove the toxins. And we usually put them through a liver detox process. And then lastly, we want to fix nutritional deficiencies. You know, you need zinc to make testosterone. You need magnesium to make your hormones. And so some of my patients' diets are so poor that we have to change the diet, but they still may need additional supplementation. Um, I'll use, like I mentioned, magnesium, zinc, selenium, even omega-3s. And then many patients of the younger generation, we can use herbs. Herbs can be very effective at helping the body produce more hormones. So it's really an individualized approach based on, you know, the patient's age and what we think their triggers are that have robbed them of hormones. And tell me about osteoporosis. I understand that this is something that everyone's pretty well dealing with. Maybe you could start off with telling us, isn't there an age, an age where we all start to lose bone mass? Yeah, and it's pretty early. So you develop your peak bone mass I haven't looked at the statistics in a while, but I think it's in your 20s. And so unfortunately, if you didn't, you know, if you're 50 years old and you're listening to this podcast and you never exercised (laughs) earlier in life, that's okay. But (laughs) ideally, you would have built peak bone mass. You want your bone mass to be very high because it's all downhill from there, right? (laughs) So (laughs) It doesn't sound all that exciting. (laughs) Sorry, guys, but (laughs) but what is osteoporosis? I feel like... We're all dealing with osteoporosis. Isn't that true? Or not? Our bones are constantly in a state of remodeling and repairing and then rebuilding. I mean, our bones are constantly doing that. Um, and that's why, and so it's a, and that's a good thing. But what you don't want is you don't want the bone breakdown to be more than the bone rebuilding, right? And so exercise is very important. And then the top nutrients that I think really everyone should be taking for bone health are not just calcium. Your bones need more than calcium. I I wrote a long blog on this (laughs) because I think we're over calcifying our population and we're ending up with calcified arteries and kidney stones and, you know, calcium deposits in places that we don't need. Most of us get enough calcium in our diet. What we need is more magnesium, vitamin D, and K2. 
you need the calcium to be directed toward the bones, not towards places calcium is not supposed to go. And that's only going to happen if you have the magnesium and the K2, and then vitamin D is important as well. So those are some nutrients that, again, I think we all should be taking to help maintain our bone density. So what is K2? It's just another another nutrient. Um, you need to have adequate bacteria in your gut to help manufacture some of that. But it's it's a supplement that you can take. It's just vitamin K2. I should have said vitamin. Sorry, I just said K2. But <laughs> I meant vitamin K2. <laughs> okay, so it's a vitamin like vitamin yeah. D. Yeah. And then so yeah. vitamin D, you can get some of that from the sun. I'm not sure what you recommend. Maybe not enough. But where can you get vitamin K? So K is a little more difficult to get. Leafy greens are going to be your top source um, for the K, too. And then obviously having good bacteria in your gut is important for that, like I mentioned. Magnesium is great. uh, It's found in seeds and nuts primarily, but magnesium is in a lot of foods. Unfortunately, many patients need to supplement because they just can't get enough from foods. And that's not our fault. It's just the fact that the nutrient content in our food sources has been on the decline since the 1950s. I mean, USDA agriculture figures will show that, that the mineral content is greatly declining because our soil is becoming so depleted. And if we have depleted soil, it's going to produce food that that's also depleted (laughs) in minerals. So I, that's why I like to test my patients levels to really see if they need the magnesium Um, And then vitamin D, you mentioned, comes from the sun. And so I'm a dermatologist may disagree with me on this, but I tell patients to go outside without sunscreen, 10, 20 minutes, full sun, you know, and get exposure to vitamin D. Your skin should, your body should convert the vitamin D. Some patients can't, but hopefully you can. Uh, And then apply your sunscreen after you get some vitamin D (laughs) to protect your skin. Yeah, I couldn't agree with that more. I feel like we, it's kind of contradicting maybe like we sit sit inside all day. Most of us get very little fresh air, sunshine, bright light. And when we go outside, we have sunglasses on, we have sunscreen hats and we're like, I feel like you're either suntanning and lubing up with baby oil (laughs) or you're hiding from the sun. So we're, we're, we're either putting toxins on our body or covering ourselves up and not, and that's why we're not getting enough of it. Right. And I live, again, I'm in Iowa, so we have cold winters here. We, you know, there are only a few months that we actually can even really get out there and, <laughs> and get our vitamin D. And then most, half the time it's too hot, so nobody wants to, <laughs> wants to get outside or they're fully clothed, pulling weeds or whatever. And they're just, they're, they're, they don't have enough skin exposure to actually get that vitamin D. So especially through the winter here in Iowa, we have patients supplement with vitamin D. That can help prevent the flu, can help prevent um, seasonal affective disorder, just something to really think about, especially through the cloudy and winter months. All right, Stephanie, we're going to have to wrap things up here. I'd like to know more about your book, your clinic, your website, any details you'd like to share with our audience in case they would want to reach out and find out more details about yourself. Sure. So as you mentioned, the nine step process is awful long, so it's difficult to get through in <laughs> in the podcast. But please know that if you are Um, exploring what could be contributing to your health ailments that this book may have some answers for you. I really, uh, my intent was that it would provide patients with hope. I talk about everything from what's going on in your gut to even 
you know, Lyme disease and mold toxicity. So there's a wide variety of topics in the book. You can check out my website, yourlongevityblueprint.com. And if you add slash forward slash explore, you'll see there is a 10% off code. If you use explore, you can get 10% off the book and off supplements. We also do carry um, supplements at our practice. My practice website is ihhclinic.com. And we do consults with patients from all over the United States. So you can check out both of those websites to learn more and also look for me on social media. And did you, some of the supplements you, you sell, it does that include vitamin D, magnesium, K2? K2, absolutely. Yep. So 10% off would count towards those purchases as well. Okay. Fantastic. Stephanie, thank you so much for your time, for your expertise. It was an absolute pleasure having you on. Thank you very much. All right. That's going to wrap things up for this edition of Exploring Mind and Body. As always, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for tuning in and sticking around till the end. If you want to check out more shows, you can always go back to our website, exploringmindandbody.com to check out the past shows. We also have a free app that you can download on any Apple device. You can download the shows and take it with you wherever you go. Trueformlife.com is our main website. This is where we do more fitness, meal planning, grocery shopping lists, and getting getting you going in the right direction. So check out trueformlife.com for more details about what we have going on there. And if you haven't tried our 10-day fitness challenge yet, we encourage you to give that a shot. It's absolutely free. We get a new workout sent to your inbox every day. No equipment required, 20 minutes or less. Get in, get out, get on with your day. Trueformlife.com slash 10-day fitness challenge. That's it. That's all I got. I'm out of here. As always, I'm your host, Drew Taddea, in health and fitness for a better world. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to Exploring Mind and Body with True Form Life's Drew Tadia, fitness expert. To find out more about the show, Drew Tadia, or to listen to past shows, visit exploringmindandbody.com.